and we're recording here. Recording? We're welcome to the Ladudes Cast. Welcome to the Ladudes Cast. We are your Ladudes, uh, Austin and Levi. Yeah, I don't think we've actually ever <laughs> introduced ourselves formally on this podcast. I was thinking yeah, about that yeah. earlier today. Yeah, I, like, I thought about having a segment where we explain the pun of the Ladude. The Ladudes. Where it's part of my name, part Levi, and part of your name, Dewey. Dewey. <laughs> Dooley. Dooley, yeah. Right, and, so. Um, yeah, that's we came up with that. And we're just a couple of dudes out here that um, we review books. We discuss books. Or we stories. Re- we Yeah, or short stories. And then we try to relate them to real world events or we try to relate them to movies, relate them to things going on in our lives, our opinions, you know, and just et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's basically what we do. Yeah. And uh, this week we're doing three short stories. Um, you kind of mentioned off pod that you want to do one of them last, so I assume you have some sort of order that you want to um, approach these at. I just think the last story, the lottery, kind of ties into the theme. A theme about it kind of ties into uh, our next podcast that we're going to do, "A Gentleman in Moscow." Mm, so, um, and I picked that one, and then you picked the first two, the disc and. Jorge Luis Borges wrote The Disc. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, let's just start with that. The Disc by Jorge Luis Borges. Now, had you read this story before? Um, yeah, did, like, how did you I've come to I've read a lot of Borges. Mm. He's uh, a very famous short story writer, and I have his collected works, and I kind of just, like, open it, read a story. I don't think I've read this one particularly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just... Basically, what I did with my two stories was pick writers that I really, really like and just, you know, trying to get your temperature on if you like them or not. Okay, yeah. With the story that I picked, The Lottery, um, I had read it by mandatory, like I had mandatorily had to read it. Is that, is that a thing? Is that a phrase? Um, in my English class for community college, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. wrote a paper <laughs> on it. And um, I feel like, like I said, it ties into our next podcast. But let's get started on The Disc by Jorge Luis Borges. Um, would you like to break it, break it down for us? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a very, very short story. Very um, short story. Which, you know, I kind of chose because, you know, we had some not really long ones actually this time around, but I thought it'd be nice to mix it up with length. Yeah, um, definitely owns the title of short story. <laughs> yeah. Might be the shortest <laughs> story I've ever read. <laughs> oh, the shorter ones for sure. Um, but um, So anybody can read this. If you're listening and you don't read it afterwards, then stop listening to our podcast I'm, I'm over you you're not a fan anyways continue so we'll it's about down. it's about um a guy who kind of lives up on a mountain kind of like um you know away from the village he comes like down a hermit that's like that's the hermit yeah yeah there's a hermit guy yeah. and he doesn't know his own age he's kind of like an outcast he's like i know i'm old um and he cuts wood his main thing is cutting he's wood. he's a woodcutter yeah and um you know, then someone comes to visit him, and at first he's like, who is this guy? Is it some vagabond? Someone just like, what does he need? Turns out the guy is a self-proclaimed king. Um, so he thinks that, oh, this guy's mad. Like, at one point he, like, drops a stick or something, and he's like, pick it up. And he picks it up, um, and then he goes into the discussion about, you know, why, why I couldn't bend down? Yeah, no, why? he said why he couldn't bend down and pick up his stick. Yeah, exactly. to explain it to him. Um, and it, he's got he's got this disc, this Odin's disc. Odin's disc. Odin's yeah. disc. Yeah. What do you think that was? 
No idea. I Googled what Odin's disc was afterwards, and nothing popped up on Google. Maybe DuckDuckGo. Maybe Google doesn't want us to know the real answer. But that's something to look up. It's a little homework (laughs) exercise for us. But, um, yeah, and I don't even know what, like, a disc, like, so it's uh, it's attached to the Odin Mm -hmm. god, right? And it's a disc. I don't even know what, like, a disc is supposed to be. So, like, I don't know either. Um, And that's, that's the cool thing about this writer is he does a lot of, like, kind of like um, surrealist, mystic kind of stuff sometimes. Mm. Ties in real world yeah, with so like mystic, really mysticism. Really, the concept about the short story that stuck with me after reading it was like, I really wanted to talk about this idea of like, it's the only thing in the world that doesn't have, that that has one side, right? Because like everything in the world has at least two sides, naturally. But like Odin's disc is the only thing in the world that only it's, has yeah, one, side. Only one side. So like, what does this mean? Right, like, and trying to grasp what that was, and then it had anyway to finish the plot. Um, he sees Odin's disc and is amazed, uh, and he turns away the king, uh, and the king starts walking away and he kills him. Right, hits and him with then, an axe that he cuts wood with, and then he go he sees where the disc goes, and then he can never find it again, and he's been looking for it. Really big, like Lord of the Rings the ring vibes kind of going on there. Mm -hmm. But um, this concept of, you know, something that doesn't have a side, I feel it gives the reader like a riddle and like, it's very hard to solve. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Because it is such a short story that um, it's hard to like figure out. There's not a lot Mm -hmm. of context there. There's not really much of anything there. It just kind of gives you like a, like an outline of things and you don't know what a Odin's disc is. You don't know if this guy's a real King. Um, yeah, I felt like and Odin- there was something going on with like the Saxons, like the English, the British. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I thought. So the, the ring and the fact that this guy cut wood, you know how, like when you, when you cut into wood in the stump of the wood, there's rings oh. and it kind of looks like a disc. Oh. So like I was thinking that it would look like a disc, like a disc of wood, and like maybe it was like a stump of something, because then there's only one side. But uh, no, you good? Okay, go ahead. And take no, it's it. fine. <laughs> she just wants to snap me all the time. Um, but yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like maybe it's something that has to do with like trees. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was. I think that was just supposed to be like any treasure. Like, what did you think that guy was even a king? Do you think? I thought that guy wasn't a king. I thought that guy was just kind of like a random person yeah. that kind of just showed up on this guy, this hermit's doorstep. He just kind of showed up and was just like, I'm special. Treat me like I'm special. And the guy had bad vision. So after yeah. he killed him, I feel like he couldn't really find what that guy, that king, the supposed king was holding because it was probably nothing. It was probably, it could have been just like a piece of wood. It could have just Mm. been something because he had bad eyesight. You know, he thought it was, you know, something special, something of value, but ultimately it was nothing. And he has now a body. He's killed somebody. He's got that on his conscience over nothing. Yeah. And I mean, that's where, when we're not given a whole lot in terms of like plot and background, that's when we can really like, it's almost inviting to start thinking about like metaphors and like what this could mean. Like, is this guy even real mm. or is this like a figment of the, the hermits, you know, imagination yeah. and like, is it metaphorical for something else? And like, does the killing, like, is that, does that mean anything or, you know, so it's like, 
I we think, can look into it that way as well. I think I, I, th- I like my theory because it says earlier that when he when the hermit guy goes into the local town that all the townspeople think he's like a hoarder. I forgot what word they use. Let me see. Let me scroll up and see. I got the story pulled up. A miser. Do you know what that term is? No, I don't actually. So That's... this term means like somebody that collects wealth. Mm-hmm. And so a person who hoards wealth and spends as little money as possible. So that's what all these town people thought of this guy. And he was like, no, I'm not rich at all. What the hell? Why do these people think of me like this? But he wants to be. And so, yeah, I think that right there was kind of setting it up like imagine, like he's imagining what if he was like, he's always kind of had that over his head. I should be rich. You know, I wish I was hoarding wealth. And so when an opportunity arises, perhaps he'll do anything to achieve that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good read on it and good job on that word. I cut, I just looked at miser and I was like, looks like miserable. Let's keep reading. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I definitely didn't look into it at all. I'm a big, uh, Webster dictionary guy. Mm. I have the app every time I don't know a word. And there's a lot of times that are like that. I don't know anything. My vocabulary is trash. <laughs> um, I have to look it up. I just plow through it and hope that context gets gets <laughs> right. me all the way there. I know on the Kindle it's nice because when I'm reading on my Kindle, you can kind of just hold the word and it pops up the definition, Very which is nice. cool. But I don't, I, I didn't read this on the and Kindle. And this Ledoux's cast episode's brought to you by Kindle. Um, mm. Yes, we're our Kindle sponsors. Kindle um, Splice. Kindle Splice. Is that what you named your Kindle? It is. That's hard. <laughs> I like that. Kudos to that, you dude. Um. Which brought me to this question. This story brought me to this question of, and I wanted to ask you this. Do you think you could kill for ma- like something material? Hmm. That's a good question. Because uh, this guy, do I, do there I was think- no like pause in this guy. This guy was just like, oh, cool. He's got Odin's disc. Don't know what that is. Do Chop. I think I could? For sure. Do you think you would? Do I think I would? It just depends, man. Like, that's just a situation that, like, I or don't something know. material. Put yourself in this guy's shoes. He, he doesn't okay. seem... Because he feeds this the guy, guy's right? Shoes? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. I mean, he, he's miserable, lives on the mountain all alone, blind. He's got one chance at glory. He's, he's going for it. He had the axe. He cuts wood. I don't know. Hey, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was an environmental thing. Maybe that's what, what the story was no, about. What 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 did you what epiphany did you just have? What light bulb just went off? What are because you talking like about? Because the, like the British they went and they colonized all these places uh-huh. and they cut wood and for the sake of having wealth. So what if like this oh, was Oh, he did mention that he was like, I don't know what Odin is. I am Christian. I don't know about this guy and his yeah. mysticism. It could have been something like what where is it's what like, is this mysticism and what is this like worshiping the earth and worshiping yeah. like the powers that be, that mother nature's, you know, is right. whatever. Which historically has always happened, right? Indigenous yeah, well, that's people and gods uh, were well, it's not just like English people. It's like all every time we find, you know, uh indigenous people historically, we just kind of like come and take over their way of life and yeah. destroy their all their s- rituals and all their mm-hmm. all that stuff so that could be it yeah. well i mean that that's could why, be a thing that's why this story's fun is like you know you can kind of fill it in with some with some things with the little bits of in, you know the information that he gives you can kind of 
what are those things in the stars that make sh- that make shapes constellations constellations you can build your own little constellation even though it's not exactly you can the what dots. yeah you, you can make your dots. own figure out of the dots mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah i think i mean i think i could i mean wouldn't put it past me. I've done bad <laughs> things before in the past. <laughs> yeah. say I haven't done that before. Yeah. People um, who say they wouldn't do something like that are the people who would lie those about Those are the it. scary people. Yeah, those, those are, are the, the people, people you need to watch out for. No doubt. I feel like every human, it doesn't matter if you're the most anxiety-ridden, scared little person living in your mother's basement. I think everybody has the capacity to do tremendous amounts of evil. Yeah. The right? reason they don't is consequences. The reason, thank you, man. <laughs> You're welcome, man. <laughs> I swear, I hate when people take the moral high what ground. What happened earlier this week? <laughs> yeah, I hate when people take the moral high ground and they just want to act like they're so much better. But it's just like you no. would do the same thing if you feel like you couldn't get caught. Yep, that's all it is. That's why we have laws. That's why we have society. Society molds us. You know, that's where a lot of people hypothesize we get our morals from society not religion not not a deity society because society Society. builds out consequences you know yeah i think but what would you kill for like if there was like one material out there what would i kill for what would you kill for because you could kill for love sure kill for your family obviously you know yeah but kill for material things i don't know it would have to be like land Land. I guess that's what war is. That is exactly <laughs> what war is. Yeah. Yeah. Like creating borders. Land. Yeah. Disputes over borders. I don't that's think I, war I, is. it would have to be a lot of gold. A lot of Bitcoin. A lot of Dogecoin. Yeah. That's not material. I would kill. <laughs> I would kill for Dogecoin though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying that's to buy it. Stuff. I can't figure out where to buy it. I don't want to. <sighs> it's all over the place, right? No. Just mine it. it do you know how people mine Bitcoin? I just found this I met, out. I met a guy who's like, I met him in Has Korea. All the hardware. I met him in Korea. He would carry around a backpack. In the backpack, he had this huge ass like hard drive, and he's like, my entire life is on this I'm thing, and it's all here. of it's all of his cryptocurrency. It must like I didn't ask, but I'm guessing it was like you know thousands of dollars, and that that's how he was traveling around and making money and like surviving. Apparently, like, mining Bitcoin or any like cryptocurrency is a bit of an environmental issue. Did you know about this? New York's trying to currently like place a bill to ban the uh, mining of um, cryptocurrency because apparently, you know, it just uses a bunch of electricity? energy, electricity, and energy, and it's yeah. just like messing with something. I don't know. There's a skeptical side crazy. of me that's like, sure, we're just gonna make it an environmental issue to get the bill passed oh, be, sure. so we can control cryptocurrency. Yeah, like, that gets woke people on your side yeah. real quick. No, I, I heard that and I was like, what? What's it doing? Yeah. What? How do it's you like mine that. Bitcoin? And I Google imaged <laughs> it, and there's apparently just warehouses of just like, mm. like, uh, I don't even know what they are. They're like hard drives, I guess. Yeah. Warehouses of like three story tall hard drives just mining Bitcoin because I guess that's how you get like free Bitcoin basically. Yeah, I need to learn more about that, but definitely skeptical of like you know the BuzzFeed article kind of vibe where it's like (laughs) Bitcoin's hurting dogs. Like, (laughs) here's why you don't do it. It's like, I'm good actually. Bitcoin slapped my mother (laughs) and raped my father. You're just like, whoa. But yeah, to go back to the topic, I mean, it would have to be something huge materially that I would want, like, you know, like a mansion or like a crazy piece of art or 
I don't know. Otherwise, I, I don't think so. What about you? I feel like I'm pretty satisfied with all the materials that I currently own, so I don't think I could just be out here killing. Something else that I kind of picked up with this guy. But this guy's situation wasn't satisfied, right? I don't know. You I said mean, if I was in his shoes. I know because, well. You're just going to have me say. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to admit that you'd murder people. Um, something with this guy, though, um, people often romanticize going out into the woods and being a hermit. You know, yeah, like, like people, the people all the time are like, oh, I just want to be a van dweller. Oh, I just want to own a little house out and, you know, buy some land and put a little house on it. Yeah. And but then this guy's story, it seems kind of miserable. I was actually just talking to my dad about this kind of like being alone stuff. And you hear it all being the time. Being an outsider, right? Being a being a. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing that like I've kind of come to realize and it's true for me, maybe not true for everyone, but like. You do need to learn how to be by yourself. I think that everybody needs to learn how to be by themselves. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like the, you know, like touching bottom of that knowledge is learning that you need people. And like, like you can be in the pool and be like, I'm happy by myself and everything's good. And like, uh, I don't get lonely. I can, I can enjoy myself, make my own meals, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, touching the bottom and being like, I need people in my life. And like, I can welcome people into my life and like still be alone and like everything's fine there. It's kind of like the back end of that where it's like you read stories like this or like you read the book like Into the Wild and you're kind of like, this guy didn't ever realize that he needs people and like that really messed him up. Yeah, we're definitely social creatures. Uh, I don't think I could. Right now, I don't think I could live alone for an extended amount of time without like seeing other faces. Well, you know what I'm got, saying? You got Daisy. And I've got a Daisy. You know what I'm saying? If I had... <laughs> a dog with me. Maybe I could live forever. I mean, they are like your man's best friend. Yeah. But I do think I do. I have that dream. I share that dream with those people of like just buying some land in a real beautiful place. Maybe like, you know, a Utah or a Montana, mm -hmm. Wyoming. Um, but after I'm retired, like yeah. when I'm 70. Yeah. I've had a weird, yeah. I've had a similar kind of fantasy Except it's Iowa. <laughs> Iowa? I don't know why. I think because my grandfather has some history in Iowa. Uh -huh. But like I have, have you this. Have been to Iowa? Yeah, I've been to Is Iowa. it pretty? If you like fields, like cornfields and flat, shit. It's flat, isn't yeah. it? That's what I thought. But like I have <laughs> this they, thing. Are those potatoes? Is that the potato state? What's the potato state? Idaho. Is it Idaho? Yeah. <laughs> so I have this fantasy you about Iowa where it's potatoes. like, you know, single story house, nice porch, rocking chair. I pick up smoking and drinking, like, oh, and I just naturally. chill. I just chill and just kind of see yeah. the see the wind. You'd have the a corn. fire every night going. Yeah, yeah. I, I think about that for some reason. I don't yeah. know why. It makes a lot of sense. It's uh, romantic. You're starting to make sense. <laughs> it's romantic that idea yeah. of you know living off the land, living yeah. like our ancestors did. It's romantic. Have a garden, maybe hunt a little bit, fish with in your little creek. Yeah, that's in your backyard. You know, another thing that this story made me think of is, um, like me personally, I'm more scared of being like out in the boonies than I am of being like in a city. In terms of like crime and danger, you're. Can you say that one more time? Because I feel like you got that backwards. You're more scared of being out in the boonies. Yeah, because like if <laughs> if some like you know like hillbilly no like there to killer hear screams. Yeah, <laughs> they get you. They kill you, and it's just like nothing. Whereas like in the city, it's like if something happens. So like some hills a, have eyes thing. There's or, a witness, you know. Like there's police around. <sighs> But this this made me think of it too, because it's like this guy is like, 
he's just up there and he disposes of the body and this king is just gone and nobody really knows. Mm. Whereas like if he would have done it on the main street, everybody would have Do you think known. a lot of people share that? Like, oh yeah, I've had this conversation before. Yeah. I would would you say the majority of people fear the great unknown outdoors rather than the crime that potentially could happen in the city? Probably more. F- I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm saying that like because I, I was the on a road. Way. If I was on a road in the like it's two a.m. and it's dark and it was it's just been me for like five hours. I'm jamming out to some like classic rock and a truck comes behind me and it's just like cruising behind me <laughs> with its lights on. Some jeeper creeper for stuff. like for like ten miles, fifteen miles. I'm gonna start getting uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Like that's just like I that's would why just you always like, have a gun on you. Yeah. Yeah. But I would start getting uncomfortable more so than I would if, like, I That's was... why you always have a gun on you. And then, you know, maybe at that 15, 16-mile mark, mm-hmm. just put the gun outside the window and just fire a little warning shot in there. Just pow. Yeah. You know what yeah. I have? What's up? I didn't go to the Austin Dooley <laughs> How to Deal with Danger school. Look, all I'm saying is I'm not letting anything out in nature kill me. I, like... I would be so stubborn. To be clear, I'm talking about humans. Even humans. I'm not going to let some wild hillbilly, you know, I've, I'm from, I'm a fifth generation incest baby, like kill me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let them kill me. Okay, fine. We've got a meth survivor. (laughs) Oh, I am. And you know, I have Daisy, so she'll like, you know, run away and I'll just know that somebody's chasing us, you know? She's so cute. Okay, what's our what's our next story? Or what would you rate this one? Okay, so I would rate this three discs out of five. Three discs out of five. All right. Three discs out of five. What would you rate it? Are you saving? I'm for saving the for the end. You always do that. Saving for you the end. Cheeky bastard. I I rate based off the quality of conversation. Oh, just kidding. Well, that's kind of just kidding. A that came off wrong. Okay. Okay. So our next story is called. Total Loss Weekend. and By Don DeLillo. Is that what that is? Yeah, Don DeLillo. It's got a weird, like, when I was reading this, I was like, this is kind of a weird website to put a short story on because it's, what is it, Sports well, it Illustrated? Was published, it was published yeah. in Sports Illustrated in 1972. Oh, wow. So this is. I thought it was earlier or later than that. I thought I was like low 90s. That makes a whole lot more sense now. Yeah, it was, bo- it was, uh. Published in 1972. Okay. Would you like to break this one down as well? Yeah, sure. Um, this one is about a man who's got a friend who has a gambling addiction, essentially. and um, Big this time is gambling addiction. Big time gambling addiction. But this is before, this predates like cell phones and internet and everything. So gambling how to acquire like the scores and the latest updates was very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. So it basically paints the portrait of a gambler who's, you know, watching the television screen, listening to radio. He's got a second television that's like not color. And like, you know, it's basically just like a character assessment of this, a little bit of like social commentary on what gambling is and how we like interact with like media. And, um, I, I, you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. He's one of my favorite writers, so I just I find it pleasant just to hear how he describes things. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about it? Definitely it definitely seemed like a case study of an early gamble gambler. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it makes a whole lot more sense to me now that I realize it was from the early 1970s, because you know this guy was having to make phone calls and stuff to put in his gambling bets, and 
you know, his TV. I think they said, how many days it took him to build his TV or something <laughs> yeah, like that? I, that was weird. Something ridiculous, yeah. just trying to get, like, some colored TV up. And also, now that you mentioned that it was a couple decades before I thought it was, it makes sense now that this friend that's watching his friend have this big time gambling addiction. He's more fascinated by it than worried. Yeah. For like sure. when I was reading this whole time, I'm like, why isn't our point of view character not being like, Hey man, you have an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Why isn't he doing anything to help him out? Um, because it was just more like fascination, right? It was just kind of yeah, like, it was. oh, and this I is kind of cool. You know, because he was going over there to his friend's house watching him, like, you know, just be in tune with all these sports, all different directions, and yeah. hoping for the best. And Well, I mean, he saw he saw a passion in the passiveness, right? So it's like one of the coolest parts about the story, for me at least, was... Um, when he was talking about the announcers and how they will comment on games and be jovial and be making jokes and like, you know, making light of the sport and like mm-hmm. making sure everyone has a good time, mm-hmm. but they're not paying attention to the fact that there's someone at the other end of a radio somewhere 2000 miles away mm-hmm. that is like really listening yeah. and really cares about what they say every and is, point and has every, money yeah. on the line and is freaking out. And like that was that was like an exciting kind of section. I don't remember how long it was of the story for me though, because I, you know, it makes you think like every stupid little college game or every baseball, whatever NHL, someone's got money riding on it, mm-hmm. and they're really serious about what's happening. And oh yeah, that was like a fun kind of like um, description that he gave. Yeah. Uh, do you, have you ever sports gambled at all? Yeah, this was actually really great for me to read because this past weekend <laughs> I went to see the dog races. Yes. Yeah. So I, I was reading this and I was just Wait. like, Daisy. Should we take a Daisy break? Let's take a Daisy break. All right. We're going to take a Daisy we're, break we're and then the I will tell you about my past weekend at the dog races. And we're back. We are back. We had a little sponsor break from Daisy. She's our sponsor. She gives us love and kisses and hugs. And in return, we get to look at her beautiful face while we shoot this podcast. All right. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah. So really I was into my in dog, <laughs> dude. Shut up. Okay. I was in. Uh, What'd Mem- you do this weekend? I was in Memphis, Tennessee. And I crossed the Great Mississippi into West Memphis, Arkansas, or Kansas, where I uh, rapidly lost fifty dollars nice. watching dogs race. Very nice. And it was fun for me to be in this terrible, horrible place and mm. see this total loss weekend in action, where I could totally see, like, you know, how did you people read. Did you read it before or after? After you watched I read it okay. after. Which which I thought was more exciting. Like, I, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was really good. But Spoke to you then. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the guys I was with, um, I think the minimum bet on a dog is like two dollars, um, and you know we're all just having fun. We you know we don't really care more or less about the dog races. Mm-hmm. We're a little morally ambiguous on whether it's even okay. That's what I was gonna ask um, you. I was like, as someone that does has never been to a dog race, did it look sad? Did they look okay? Were no, I mean they looked fine, but yeah. I mean I I knew nothing about dog races, there and then when I got like there, and then when I no when I got there, I was like, oh, this is kind of like effed up, but like, you know, I mean, 
for me, I have enough of like a curious spirit to where I'm like, okay, there's only like three places left in the United States where this is legal. Really? Did not know that. Yeah, apparently. It's like not even legal in Vegas. So it's like Kentucky, maybe. I, I don't think I don't know. I don't think so. I, I'd have to look it up. You can look it up. Backwoods, right Arkansas, Kentucky. Um, but yeah, That's my guess. So, I mean, I was with a guy and he put $800 on a basketball game and he came back to the table and was like, I'm so nervous. I got to go like sit on the toilet. And he just like left. And I was like, dude, like where sit is on the toilet? Do you think he needed to? Oh, he had to take a, a nervous bow? poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nervous poop. Or was he just like, that's his comfort zone. That's what I was getting. To. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But like, you know, there's people out there that are definitely in on this sports betting stuff. So it's Alabama, Alabama, Arkansas, Arkansas, Iowa, West Virginia, and God bless Texas. Yep. I just feel like they're so sad. I had a friend once. I don't think they're sad. I think I don't know, man. So here's what I know about it that I learned, because I just thought like I thought these dogs were like prized horses, like they're just treated so well and like they eat the best food. That's not what they are. I guess they are, but also like they are. Um, what's different from the horses, I think, is like, well, dogs, one, so we care a little bit more. Yeah, they they're like kind of methed up, and like there's not as many like laws, so it's like they're, they're giving. Hang on, did you say they're methed up? Like, I think <laughs> so. I think so. Like, I think they give it's them. Not bad. It's not morally wrong. Like, they're just methed up a little. I didn't know that though. And then like they smother, they smear like the little rabbit thing that they chase that's on the on the track. Mm. They like put a bunch of chemicals and things on that too, so it's a little bit like I don't know. Well, and then just like and a then after stick for any dog. And then after the races, like once a dog is retired, they basically just put them down if they're not adopted. Yeah. So yeah, I like, had a friend once that adopted a former racing dog, and she that bitch was fast. Like she she even outran a deer once. I saw her. Yeah. Outrun a deer once because it kind of lived out in the woods and she kind of like slowly crept up. We saw this from a distance. She like slowly crept up on this deer. We're like, what the fuck is that? And then it was like a it was like a baby deer. And so its mother came like coming out aggressive, trying to chase her down. And the dog just took off. <laughs> the dog took off with the haste. Seen, uh, you seen were they the really fast? Snatch? Yeah. You know yeah, when yeah. they they do the the dog versus the hair? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think you get proper fucked. <laughs> No, we Gypsies, actually we man. actually Googled like who's faster, a dog or a horse. Uh, and dogs are faster in a sprint, but long distance horses got them. No doubt, no doubt. Was it something to be seen like when you first saw them, you know, the gate goes up, the gunshot goes off. I don't know if it's From a pure like were, were you like spectacle point? Were you just like Yeah, from a pure from like up top, I didn't really like I was like, Okay, it's fun. Um, but when you got money on it and your dog's doing well and you get to see the athleticism and I went down sure. to the ground, sure. like, did you get to pet the dog? Like, did you, so did you win? I won a few tickets. I, I lost. Did you ultimately get to pet though. the winners? No, and that'd be did cool. You get to slap your losers. No, that'd be fun. No, that wouldn't be fun. But <laughs> anyway, fun. from like just a pure, like animalistic, like this is, this is impressive. It, when you go down to the ground, like eye level with the track. And like I have a video I'll show you later where um, it's just a static shot and then all the dogs run across. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's just something to see. Yeah. And so like and that's what that was my goal out of it. I'm not like, you know, I'm sorry if I supported it and whatever, <laughs> but it was it was very interesting. But, you know, more more so than that is just seeing people like there was there was times where I saw people like this character who 
Um, another cool thing about this story is like when he talks about how out of touch people get with reality and like mm-hmm. how they have to, they're barely hanging on to it. And it's like, I kind of saw that. And like, we can kind of know this where it's like when people are betting on something, it's like actually like the Titans win when I watch it in the bedroom. And they're oh, like, yeah. they're or, very ritualistic yeah. and superstitious. And like lot. seeing that <laughs> like rooms of, cause it's a casino too. So it's just seeing all of that stuff, yeah. you know, and people, I saw a guy like talking to himself, just like, hush, 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 you yeah. know, <laughs> these people become like OCD. If you think yeah. about it, yeah. like it, 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 goes past superstitious with some people and then they'll be like i gotta touch this doorknob 12 times in the exact order yeah. or else the patriots are gonna lose the big game you know? <laughs> yeah. like, he's like okay um you need help <laughs> i sports bet yeah. I, and i feel like a I was lot gonna of, ask you what's your experience a lot of, i feel like a lot of my friends uh sports bet as well especially since like sp- sports books have become legalized in a number of states tennessee being one so i the first time I chose to do a sports bet on FanDuel, I was like, I can pick UFC fights. I watch it all the time. I've trained in it. I know I can pick at least, you know, three or four fighters uh, to win. And you can parlay them so you can make sure, like, put it all on one bet and, you know, all these things happen. You get more money. That ups your odds. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah, you get it. So... I put down $50 for, like, these six fighters to win. And if I would have won, obviously I lost. If I would have won. <laughs> if I would have won, I would have gotten, like, 300 dollars And I went, like, five for six. And I was so angry at that sixth person uh, to lose his fight. And it was, like, a bullshit, like, referee decision or judge decision. It was messed up and but i'm kind of glad that i lost big on my first one because you got a lesson because i got a lesson i'm like okay i can't bet that much now so now i just i still do sportsbook because i still do FanDuel, but i do only maybe like a dollar basketball game during the weekday you know i like i think tonight i have the spurs and the jazz to score under a combined 222 points for like a dollar yeah, and, and if that happens, I get like a dollar. You know, do very small bets like that because I think a adds a little charge. A positive, yeah, a positive thing about sports gambling is like it gives you a little bit more excitement. You want to watch it just a little sure. bit more. It, it adds a lot more entertainment. Entertainment. It keeps you on the edge of your seat just that much more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's what I was saying. What was fun about the dogs, like. You know, ethics aside, it was just super, super <laughs> You're fun. You're canceled, bro. I mean, You're getting so canceled. Whatever, man. I, I don't condone dog races. <laughs> but, like, when your dog is winning and, like, everybody's yelling, like, go number three, go number three. And, like, everyone's, like, like do they have cool names like the horses oh, do? Oh, they had sick names, dude. They had really what, cool say, names. Like, do you remember any of them? Uh, Honeysuckle biscuits. Yeah, Lobster Larry was fun. Um, uh, was he the clown though? Was he like the like the guy that was there always was, in last? There was Corona. Was there was a Corona dog. Jesus, too soon. It's um, not even over yet. There was a bunch of cool names. I, I'm I've got the I've got the uh, ticket. I've got like the the book in my car. Ooh, um, and you so frame it. Put it on the frame. <laughs> no, no. If you but, won big, you would. Oh yeah. If you won like five thousand dollars, you got to keep that little. Well, ticket. you got to. I mean, you got to bet a lot to win that much, I think, at sure. the dog races. Or do some sort of parlay. Parlays. Or, like, you know, some of the betting terms, like Superfecta or, like, Exacta, where it's, like, you 
bet these people in this exact yeah, order. Do round robins. I don't even know how to do a round robin, but yeah. So like, if you can win big doing that stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, otherwise you're not making a ton yeah. of money. I used to before sportsbook was a thing. I had to stop gambling. I had a little bit of a ga- not a little bit of a gambling problem, but a little bit of a gambling one. problem because back when I was like, eight, I think I must have been eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I was living at my parents' house still, and so and I had a full time factory job, so I was just bringing in money, not having to worry about a thing, no payments on nothing, and Those a lot were of the days. I know, right? Wish. Um, and a lot of my coworkers were really into basketball, and so like I would just gamble with them, you know. And um, we, the, the stakes started getting higher and higher, you know, as they yeah. always do. And then I think one day I got in bad, and something happened, a fluke happened. I, I want to say it was like OKC lost in the finals to what was that? Golden State. No, they OKC lost in the finals to the Miami Heat. I'm pretty sure that's what I bet on. I bet mm-hmm. on OKC to win. And they lost. As we know, they lost. And I ended up losing, like, a whole paycheck. And so it was, like, $500, whole paycheck. And I was just like, I'm not going to gamble anymore. And then Sportsbook yeah. came around. So full circle. Full circle. <laughs> full circle. Full it circle. always comes back around. It does make it more fun. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily have a gambling problem i definitely are you on sports books at all i handle their draft i did it i did like they said they would give me like 50 free bucks if i use a friend's referral code they didn't give it to me and they forced me to make a 10 dollar deposit to have the account so i basically just got 10 dollars jacked for me bastards i ended up just spending it all on insane like 20 cent parlays for like a couple days (laughs) (laughs) i just lost it all yeah. But I was like, dude, it's like I don't care about fifty or ten bucks, whatever it was, and um, I was like, I'd rather make ten thousand, see what happens. Mm. Um, but you, I've got a stock market problem, especially like these days, where I'm just like, this is gonna. That's run. what I was about to ask. Do you gamble with anything else? So that was sports aside, like card. Do you ever get friends with? Because I have some friends that do like poker. Yeah, and I would like I to, but I'm not good at poker. I don't understand. I, yeah, it. I'm not. <laughs> Thank you. We're just connecting this podcast. I don't <laughs> like poker. I don't. I don't want to memorize like all the ways you can win and all like yeah. all the algorithms. I'd like to play it. with like, people all on my level. Yeah, and like and kind then, of have some grace about like, oh shit, I didn't know. Like, can we? Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like the people that that I know that do do poker, do do poker, and um, <laughs> just like poker players in general, like local poker players that set up matches and games for a weekend or whatever with the boys, they're always like really pushy on like how much money you got to put down. I was like, it's fifty dollar buy in, and then we're just gonna keep on raising the stakes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't know how to play. Yeah, I don't know how to play. Just like, let me just have some fun with it. Can we not do quarters? Yeah, can we not do like nickels and pennies and quarters? Yeah, I'm the same way. I would like to be able to play. I mean, when I was in Korea, I lived really close to a uh, casino. And it was like kind of a little tradition I had because I wasn't ever be to you know I wasn't ab- able to celebrate holidays with my family or anything. I would go to the casino, <laughs> and uh, me and a bunch of friends would go there and just pregame a casino because they give you free drinks and yeah, whatever. For sure. As long as and you're gambling. I played roulette and I played slot machines because mm-hmm. um, roulette's fairly like simple. You don't really have to speak or like you know it, you're still is kind of just random. Yeah. But like <laughs> I remember seeing like all of the tables and it's foreigners it's only it's only foreigners can go to the casino in korea they don't want to have koreans allowed to go 
but it wasn't like white. It wasn't Western foreigners. It was like Is that racist. I think they just don't want to take their own people's money. Oh, kind of like some it's Native like, American this reserves. Is a, type. This is I'm pretty tourist. sure they do that on like a Native American oh, reserves really? where they like casinos here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they, I'm pretty sure it's like they like don't let people go off the deep end that are their like a part of their tribe. Yeah, it's like a tourist thing. Like they don't uh, want Koreans to go. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But it was it was mainly just like Mongolians, honestly, and like like Chinese people. So it's like, they're all speaking like this weird, crazy mix of Chinese of yeah. and Korean. That and, would be difficult. And I was like, dude, I'm not sitting at any of these tables. Casino, <laughs> yeah. bro. No, that's how you get but, caught. <laughs> yeah. I've never been confident enough to like sit at a table and go for it. Yeah. When I was in Vegas, all I did was Roulette slot was machines. Fun, slot machines. Yeah. Slot so machines I think I won $250. Do you think gambling <laughs> and, stocks and betting and everything like you're net positive over all my life yeah no definitely not yeah me neither i'm definitely in the negative the red as some would say yeah um but i do like it i find it interesting but even without gambling like i love sports in general i i try to tell my friends that don't watch sports all the time they're like why are you watching football so boring why are you watching basketball so boring and i'm like first off you sound like you've never played a sport in your life Second, I love the I just love the spectacle. Like I love athletes doing things that I could never do. Yeah, like I find it amazing to see how far the human body, potential the and, body can yeah. push to. Like I love the Olympics. Yeah. I, I think I was disconnected from sports. As you know, like I was super competitive and I love sports of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Played as many as I could. Sure. Huge knee injury, kinda like didn't really you know, I lost a little bit of a competitive edge in that regard. And, uh, you know, I kind of didn't think about it much when I was living abroad and I came back and I, it's funny because like Kelly, my girlfriend, like she'll talk about football, like why are they wearing costumes and like running to one end of the field? <laughs> it's and it's like ball. They're when you to tackle yeah. the ball. <laughs> it's so funny because like as Americans, you I don't think don't get it. <laughs> I don't think we ever disconnect from it. It's like but if you do disconnect from sports and are just like this is a completely arbitrary this and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is kind of interesting to just totally disconnect. So I had fun doing that where I was just like, what is everybody yeah. in this costume for? And like doing this. But it's and- also, I feel like sports are in competition in general. So ingrained in human history. I oh mean, yeah. It's the modern Coliseum. I mean, I just find the metaphors for so many different things. Like, oh yeah. It's a metaphor for metaphor for like war or like sex or like something else. It's just it's always like some some drive that we're not getting met in society that is allowed to play out in sports. Oh yeah, for sure. And Keeps. I thought that's you know to go back to the story. I thought that's what was cool is, um, and I think what he was trying to go for at the end kind of image about him building the TV, and then he's like building the oh, players. Oh, I screenshotted that. Yeah, I screenshotted that because I loved I loved that too. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought up. It, it was something like he's a part of and he's actually like puppeteering the yeah, bec- reality yeah, of sport. He, so let's see here. H2O. H2O. Yeah, so he's he went on about how he took forever to construct his TV. It's a 187-page assembly manual to get all these coils and what not have you to get this TV all together. And then um, our point of view character goes, it was a monumental achievement, 
And all through these past two days, as I watched little figures of men running and leaping, I found it easy to imagine that they too were constructed by CJ, the gambler guy, with his own hands and his own time. Which I yeah. mean, yeah, like that that spoke to me because like these people are so super like ritualistic and superstitious and it they kind of get in their very own head. They kind of like it's it, their own reality. Yeah, they it kind of turns into like a spiritual event for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like if they can really focus in on it and like will their like way to a victory, then that becomes something above all else, right? Yeah. No. And I think, I mean, who knows? Delilo is such a genius that he was probably working on some sub- subterranean levels that we don't even really know <laughs> about when he's talking about things like this, especially in those passages where he's talking about like the scores flashing up and like pulsing and like you're checking to see the score. And then it's like, you can't even like take in the information enough um, before you're already like looking at the next score. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's on a different level. Um, Easily one of my favorite writers, uh, for sure. I would like to see, I know I said this last time about Junkie, our last podcast about Junkie, Mm -hmm. but I would like to see a modern take with all the sports book and all the technology that we have now. I would love to see a modern take on this story. It would be fun. I mean, he's still alive. He's super old, but maybe we could write a LaDude's letter and be like, hey, we covered this. He'd probably be like, your (laughs) podcast sucks. But (laughs) Get your audio (laughs) correct and then at me, bro. That's definitely but like, hey, we'd like to see a modern take on this. That'd be kind of fun. It would be but interesting. I mean, I wonder. I was thinking about that as I read. Like, dude, what's the modern person like? It's because all because of because they have all the access right there in their pocket. It's the inverse of all of this, right? Like, they're betting on ten x the amount of games, and the parlays are ten yeah, x, and like the stakes are that much. And higher. you can have picture in picture with fifty different games well, running at uh, once. What does the NFL have? The uh, NFL Sunday Ticket, where you can have all the the red zone, the NFL red zone. Yeah. Where you can show they show all the highlights happening at in real time, yeah. and then they also have a channel where you can see like all eight games that are going on exactly. all at once, and you can just literally look at every single or, one of them. Or a sports bar, right? Like, yeah. So it, it'd be interesting to see kind of a modern take on this. I agree. Cool, cool, cool. Do we need to say anything more about that? What do you What do you rate it? I mean, I th- I think okay. I'll rate this. Rate so let's see. I, I rated the. The disc, three discs out of five. I think I'll rate this three and a half betting slips. No, three betting slips out of five. Yeah. Oh, and since you use that to rate it, I love the section where we're reading along, we're learning about the character, and then he's like, what does CJ have in his pockets? And, like, <laughs> and he just talks about yeah. the things in his pocket and all of these mini short stories. I th- yeah. Like that, that's why like he's one of my favorite writers because he'll just throw in some like – that was really funny. That was yeah. meta. That's fucking meta. It, yeah, it's really great. Uh, <laughs> I just really enjoyed it. But yeah, that was good rating. Definitely good rating. a funny part. Um, and our final story. Our final story, The Lottery by Shirley Jackson. And you had never heard about this, correct? Incorrect. I have also read this. You have read this? Yeah. I mean, you said, oh. like, this is a very common, like, we don't, curriculum. We don't have to go over it. We don't have to. It's fine. No, let's we talk about it. We've we never talked just, about it. Let's just cut it off. I'm, I'm actually, I need to go to bed anyways. My God. <laughs> just playing. I get dramatic sometimes. So, look. <laughs> <laughs> the lottery. The lottery. I just, like I said, I had to read this at community college. I really enjoyed it. It's about this story of this small town, village, whatever you want to call it. 
um, where they have this uh, ritual. The story starts out with like these kids collecting stones and rocks. It's just like a normal little village town. They're all getting together in their like town square uh, for an event. And you don't really know. The story doesn't tell you what exactly is happening. Uh, they just say that, you know, this happens once a year and it's necessary. It's a necessary thing that the community all gets together and do. And then they talk about how they bring out this old black box that everybody uh, pulls a card from. And it's so old. It's from the very beginning when they first started doing this lottery. And so each family goes and they pull out a piece of paper from this black box. And you find out that um, this uh, black box contains papers that are all blank besides one, and one has a black spot. And if you have a, the black spot, that means your family is selected. And your family, what they're selected for is one has to be stoned. One has to be stoned, publicly stoned. We're not stoned. talking about weed here. Not weed. Sorry for you cannabinoid heads. Someone was just like, that's easy. <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then it's super upsetting too because, so this family gets selected, whatever family in the village gets selected, they all put, draw again from the black box to see which one in the family has to be stoned. And then all of the... Uh, members of the community get together publicly and stone the person. No ifs, ands, buts about it. No. None. Of course, the woman getting stoned, she had some, obviously, oppositions to uh, to uh, getting stoned. She didn't, she didn't want to be stoned. You know, she was like, this is unfair. It's, it's not cool. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Let's draw again. You didn't give him enough time. You didn't give my husband enough time to, to select his paper out of the black box. And... Um, I think I also chose this story for us to read because it speaks on groupthink. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like this whole community, they don't really question why they're do like why they do this. Well, yeah. And I feel like that's, you know, that's the nugget of the story was like towards the probably like 80% in or something there. Someone's like, well, the other village, they stopped doing it. And this other village stopped and doing it. And just have the old guy in the and village then the like, old guy barks damn kids. up. <laughs> them damn kids. It's always, the, there's the always been a lottery. Yeah. Right? There's always been a lottery. This will always be a thing. It's like, you know, you can't get away from mm. this. And it's, so I think that's really, I would like to know like kind of what her thoughts and what were going on during the time. Because yeah. I'm sure she was probably writing more pointedly towards something mm -hmm. had um, to have been right it's just like a yeah little, like, like a or, sub story but i think it, in any case it's just analogous to like any construct in society mm. that um has victims and then there's always people who are like you know in this case it's like republicans these days where it's like this is how it's been it's like you can't get rid of traditions and uh -huh. then you've got your democrats being like well you know this sweden's doing it this way yeah. or whatever and it's like uh, no yeah you know so it's like I think that's kind of maybe what you know you could read this as politically. Mm -hmm. or it's also worth mentioning that um, they did this. They said they did this because the old guy said we have to do this. If we didn't do this, we would be eating like crap, basically. You know, like yeah. our fields wouldn't grow proper. You know, vegetables, and we'd all be starving. We have to do this. So, this do you is, think this, this was a population control? 
thing, or do you think this was like a to the gods? Like, I, I felt thing? the latter. I felt like very like um, to the gods, Mayan stuff. Yeah, you know, like uh, just old time stuff. But it did seem eerily not modern, but. Yeah, it seemed you know well, like I mean, 1700s, 1800s, and it's and the craziest thing. Seems in my like when you know, like for me, this story is like, eh. but then when she's got lines where it's like it's this, a similar drawing to what they do for like I don't remember the line dance or the whatever festival they do in the town. It's like when the way she like portrayed it in the beginning, it's, it's like very skillfully, and like she, that's why I thought like this is a great story of hers. Do you think? And I, I kind of was thinking about this. They have the guy, what's his name? Mr. Gardner? Hitchens? Hitchens? Gardner? Mr. Graves? So they have, like, two guys. They have, like, the postman and then the guy that, like, brings out the black box. And it's, like, these two head, head of the community guys. And I was thinking, I'm like, so they're pulling from this same box, but what's to say that they're not doing a little switcheroo type oh, shit? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and that's the problem. But there was with, no like, evidence in the text there's definitely no evidence in the text, but just from my perspective, my point of view, it just is like if they really pulled like yeah. a black dot on their card, are they just gonna be like, oh, I could just slip that yeah. back in there, you know? Yeah, for sure. It just or like, do they know what to fill around for? Because you know they were the ones that slipped in the pieces of paper. You know, they they yeah, bent I'm sure. a little edge, and like, and that's the problem with like these. Like when communities and stuff just have these type of rituals that um, you're not allowed to question or you don't question. Mm. If you question, you know, you're, you're not a part of this society. We're going to immediately kick you out. You're not allowed to talk about these things. When you have, I guess, the absence of free speech, corruption like that can come about. Yeah. Yeah, that's just one thing that I, I pulled away. I was just like, man, if you were in a position of power yeah. to be controlling this, are you really going to be like, oh, well, it was my family, so let's just go back in and let's see which one I'm going to kill. It kind of reminded me of The Hunger Games a little bit. Is that I was thinking that too because yeah. it's like, dude, have you ever seen the original Hunger Games? The Asian one? The Japanese one, yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think you showed it to me. when You or your Did brother. Did I? Yeah. Wow. So I watched it with you. Great film. It was great. What's so it did that again? movie What's come? Did that movie come before the books, the Hunger Games books? Though, yes. Did it? Yes. It made me think, and I think that was even based off like a manga or something. Hmm. Yeah, I thought when I was reading this because this story came out in the late '40s. If whatever the Hunger Games author is pulled some, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like was alluding to, yeah, it. yeah, got well, some ideas off of this. It's actually kind of funny because you know the 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 game Fallout. Mm-hmm. So like it's a big RPG game, and mm-hmm. um, I was playing it really super into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time I was walking around with my character, and someone's like, just starts running from the distance, just screaming. It's coming up on my HUD. Somebody's just, I won the lottery! I won the fucking lottery! <laughs> And it's just like running full speed, just like super excited. And me playing a video game, you know, jacked an arm to the T. You're like, all right, about to knock this sucker out. He's got his (laughs) ticket and he's super excited. And so I just kill him, take the ticket. Okay, disc. Was it Odin's disc? Yeah. Is that what the lottery was? There we go. There we go. I would. See, I told you I would. Time is a flat circle. Wasn't bullshitting. Anyway, so I, I take the ticket. I'm like, cool, this will probably like be a cool side quest later on. Um, 
awesome. I go into town, uh, the next town in, and it turns out that this was like a lottery to be free, and they're all slaves. <laughs> oh, awful. <laughs> and I killed this guy Jeez. as soon as he won the lottery. And I was just like, oh. I was, it was a total bait. You're so getting canceled after this podcast. First oh, you condone man. dogs getting tortured, and now you're condoning slavery. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is, Levi. Welcome to the dude cast. <laughs> Welcome where, uh, to the dude Where cast. a dude talks to you. <laughs> Yeah, oh, this is just you a can't dude. cancel me. <laughs> You're not canceled. I would never cancel you. I need you to know that. As a fellow Ladude, I would never cancel you. This sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I I haven't said anything cancelable. Okay, okay, okay. I okay, dude. Don't yell at if me. If you're canceling you everyone that killed someone in a video game. Oh my god, so it's just a video game now. It anyway. You know what, man? Anyways, I really this enjoyed story, this story. Uh, what else did you th- like? What else did you uh, pull from this story? Anything? Um, yeah. So the main takeaways for me are kind of like, as I said, it seems sort of like a metaphor for like systems and why we do things despite mm-hmm. them being like terrible ideas. Yeah. And she, I think that's kind of like she makes it kind of a, uh, you know, a round peg for a round hole for a round peg like that, where it's like. They don't really explain why. Yeah. And so they're definitely just, indoctrinated from a very young age. Cause like the story old, starts yeah. out because of the his kids collecting rocks yeah. and like, they're all running around collecting stones. And this one kid even like hoards a pile of stones and he's defending his pile yeah. because that's what they're told to do. And they're told that that's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my read on it is mainly like there's constructs in society that we, we go through, um, could you imagine killing somebody in your own family? I mean, <laughs> I'm already getting canceled, so, so yeah. I mean, let it go, let it rip. I mean, a big thing for me, and like this is just this is just from reading a lot, and like really kind of trying to get serious with myself is like, and I you know said it earlier, it's, I don't see myself not doing something, you know. Sure. And you read those books, like the books you gave me, like. Um, Man's Search of Meaning. Man's Search of Meaning and, and Ordinary, Ordinary Men. men. Great like, books, by the way. Recommend. Yeah, it's like you read those books. I just realized I'm man, man uh, spreading super hard. Yeah, I thought you were about to scissor me over <laughs> here. I was excited. Uh, Bring it on. You read those books and like the biggest takeaway is like, or like that, the experiment, the Stanford, whatever experiment. Oh. Um, you you know, it's really naive and you really haven't explored yourself if you say you can't if you commit say that atrocity. you wouldn't yeah if you can't commit atrocity and so it's like for me it's like you know if i was in the society i'd be one of the kids with the best stones you know oh, like that's you I'd know skip rocks right off that you know head. and yeah, I, maybe <laughs> as an adult i'd be like hey the other town's like not doing it like what's yeah. going on here yeah. or like maybe i'd be like i volunteers tribute or maybe i'd be like you know or maybe i'd be like the guy's like it's always been this way <laughs> damn kid you know that I'm guy seven was to 7 and oh yeah that guy was probably hoping to get selected you know yeah. he's so old he's just ready to go he's like i'll take one for the team yeah so i mean i don't know man i i, I enjoyed the story and i think it's it's probably it probably like the other stories it probably was great for its time and we have versions of it for sure yeah. um, in this day. And, you know, I'm curious to think how, you know, how does this apply today? Does it stand the test of time or is it just a good read? Mm, I think it stands the test of time. But unlike maybe um, 
what is it? Action is passion and junkie. I don't know what a modern take on this would look like if you could modernize it. I don't think it's called action is passion, is it? What is it called? Am I, I think it's like the something weekend. The uh, total loss weekend. Total loss weekend. Something else. Okay, the sports one, the sports gambling one. Yeah. Unlike the sports gambling one, unlike junkie, I don't know how you would modernize the lottery. So I'm thinking of it Maybe in terms of um, like we what we've been talking about, canceling. It's like we're kind of in this thing where it's like you cancel people off the public square, which is the public square is, you know, social is, media is online. Yeah. yeah. We are literally having um, public Hangings. headings yeah. uh, virtually. Yeah. And like, you know, it might not seem that might seem dramatic, but it's kind of like not really. Though. Hey, at the other at the You're other side of that voice. Yeah. At the other side of that profile is a is a is a person. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, because you're like what social media does. It lets you have a platform to talk to basically anybody with Internet access. Yeah. And everybody has I mean, not everybody, but all those people have the capabilities of saying whatever they want to say to all these people that want to hear and then when a company comes around and just cuts that out for you yeah, for whatever reason they want to make up, that in itself is removing you from today's society. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and so I think that would be an applicable, applicable way to read this. Sure. Um, but I know, I know for me, just, you know, Joey Diaz, right? A fellow sure. podcaster. Yeah. He's got an excellent, excellent clip where he's like, what the fuck are you going to cancel? My phone bill? He's, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I pointed my life in a direction. You can't where, cancel that where You guy. can't cancel me. And uh-uh. that's something that like, I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know if I will be there yet, but. That's the attitude you want to have. I want to point my life in the direction where it's like the people who got my back got my back. And like, I for whatever I've lived in a country where you don't have free speech. Fuck that. Like I, I definitely <laughs> want to be able to like, you know, that doesn't mean. It, and I think people are construing that like, Oh, this person is giving himself a license to be a dickhead. No, I'm just saying like, I want to be, I want to have the freedom to like speak out. And yeah. it's like, that doesn't mean I'm going to go out and just like offend people under the, you know, Open, I yeah. look at free speech as like something to cherish and something to be like, you know, unfortunately, it's an acquired taste these days. It's like until you don't have it, you don't really realize what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, but ultimately, I want to point my life in a direction where I can't get canceled. <laughs> I like I like that idea and that concept. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm seeking. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read this also just because, like I said, our next ca- cast is about Gentlemen in Moscow. And apparently, I might be wrong about this because I haven't even started reading it. Neither have I. Um that book is about uh, Russia's communism. communism. Yeah. yeah right? so, so we should do the whole podcast whispering like this. So the Russians don't hear us. Can they not hear on that low frequency? <laughs> Cancelled in Russia. Yeah. We're sorry, guys, if you were listening to us from Russia, probably by the next podcast, we're no longer going to be with y'all. Yeah. Putin's going to cut us out. Do you know any Russian? Do I like speak any Russian? Yeah. You, you mm, know any let me think. I think. I know like extravia or like net. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's good. It's good. That's, that's what that I is. I used to know a lot of yeah. like Call of Duty. Like I'm throwing a grenade. <laughs> I can't remember anymore. <laughs> Naturally. The spitznaz, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, yeah no yeah. i don't know any russian that's that's kind of odd question what i'm not you... i don't speak any other language sadly i should probably you know i'm working on take it, care man. of my life what do you use again I use an app called iTalkie. Insert iTalkie ad. iTalkie? And I have, I literally have the coolest. Can, can you spell like T A L K I E? iTalkie. I, talk, and then an I again. And my teacher is amazing. Shout out Phoenix Sansenim. He's, he is a college professor in Korea and he only charges $9 an hour. So what is that then? Is it like I just get like it, it hooks cream. you up to like a like a teacher that has a session with you? Yeah, like a like a, a weekly session, and then gives you homework. Is that what you that is? you schedule your own stuff based off their availability? <sighs> and there's trial lessons are like a dollar or two dollars. So I would do I do a bunch of trial lessons honestly. And, and it's teachers mm-hmm. and you're really through people. maybe like Zoom or something. And yeah. then are they giving you homework? Or is it like the, the the platform have like no standardized? And, and, and that's that's where like you can kind of go into play. Like I told him I was like, look, like I have no time to study. I you know my thing is like I I need to learn Korean in you know ten years. <laughs> like you know yeah. so I slow. I take to. literally on Tuesday mornings. I get together with a friend. I study for one hour based off the lesson I had on Thursday, which was one hour. So I put two hours a week into it, and then I'm casually talking to Kelly, of course. Yes. But Fascinating. I might have to get on that myself. Yeah, if you use my refer- referral code, you get fifteen doll hairs. Fifteen doll hairs. Yes, sir. Dude, I've been trying to collect some doll hairs, but your boy doesn't have any doll hairs to spare. I'm broke when it comes to the doll hairs. What's your What's your Venmo? Oh, tell the rich. Tell the riveting fans. <laughs> I'll put my Patreon up in the link description. <laughs> anyway, what did, What would you rate this final story? I rate this four stones out of five. Four Maybe stones. even four and a half stones out of five, depending on pending on. You know how stoned I'm feeling that day. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I'm sure. Depending on what you draw on the lottery. So yeah. would that make it your highest ever rated short story? Have I not given another one a four? I don't remember. We I don't think to. so. Probably not. We should probably yeah. write those things. No, down. I really, I really enjoy the story. But I'm all about um, screwed up societies. Like my favorite fiction novel is Brave New World. Mm. Love dystopian books. Love utopian books. I love all of that stuff. So obviously, this story was short story was something that I am going to get a lot out of. I think I would give... Okay, it's time for my rankings. Yes. Okay, so let's start with the disc. We had the disc. We had the disc. The murdering woodcutter. That's coming for your life. You're scared of him. I think I'm going to give the disc a three discs out of five. Okay. Then... I'm going to give Total Loss Weekend a four out of five. Woo! But only because I've got um, a near sexual attraction for Don DeLillo. <laughs> and then Who is this man about that thing? He's a great. He's great. And I, I just honestly it's purely intellectual gonna, sexual attraction. I know this is going to sound stupid. I was literally smiling as I was reading it. Because like, I just I liked the writing. It was just really clever. Um, and then I think I would give uh, the Shirley Jackson the story lottery. also a four out of five. Okay. So I've got to tie it first. Respect. Because I, I genuinely enjoyed that story. Um, one thing about the lottery is 
all of them really is they're a bit out of place with regards to time because they're all older mm-hmm. you know and I, and i feel like i'm giving it i'm giving the lottery the you know a four because i'm i'm trying to acknowledge that it was probably you know way better and like way racier in in the 40s right than it is now. that definitely had to be edge yeah especially that, coming from a woman in yeah. the four late 40s yeah. and especially they're stoning the woman and like she all the implications was an edge lord bro yeah definitely i didn't even think about it like that but yeah so she, i i think it it was probably it's one of those things where you're like okay how could have this been written yeah. right so right after wwe2 to as well like yeah. jesus so i i thoroughly enjoyed all three stories really it was great cool but um, that's all for me and Dooley. Mm, let's not speak too soon. There's a lot that I want to talk about with you. I'm glad you're here today. There's a lot of news. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's all for me too, guys. I'm glad y'all are listening. If you are listening, I love every one of you people. You beautiful people. You dudes. I love you dudes. And this is the Dude Cast with your host Austin and Levi. Y'all have a good one. Adios, amigos. Oh, happy single to Mayo.